Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I'm your host, Travis. And I'm X. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. And on this episode, this is going to be a good one, I think. Uh, recently, well, this past week, actually, we had the return of... The Jedi. Oh, sort of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, we had the return yeah. of a, uh, you would say, a, a fan favorite, uh, or not even cult classic, or cult favorite, but I think fan favorite uh, animated show. In the Star Wars universe, we're talking about Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Disney Plus, they brought it back for season seven after what a five-year break, six or five or six-year break. Uh, they brought it back to, I guess, uh, I don't know what. How would you say? Bring just closure uh, to it. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the politics, but it seemed like the first series abrupted, uh, kind of ended really abruptly. Like. It, you didn't think that the writers knew they were ending it because they didn't wrap up a lot of storylines. Yeah. And fans have been wanting more. They wanted uh, some closure to some of these uh, story arcs that Clone Wars started. Yeah. We got a little bit of it with, with Rebels, a sequel series that takes place, you know, just before A New Hope starts. But And we'll, and we'll, touch, we'll, touch, we'll touch on Rebels here and there throughout this throughout this episode. But I figure this is a, more of a timely episode because uh, Season 7 uh just just released and uh you've already watched it years ago when it came out me on the other hand yeah what's up with that (laughs) okay (laughs) okay um i actually had to think about this for a second because after i'm watching i was like why did i wait on this holy shit Um, you had never seen it until very recently until the announcement of the new one you wanted to actually watch it so you can follow yeah during and during our uh Rise of Skywalker episode, you had mentioned it to me. You're like, why did you ever sell it? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I had to think about it. And that got me. And I was like, well, shit, if you're liking it, uh, I need to see what, you know, because I watched Rebels. Yeah. And you liked Rebels. So why wouldn't you give Clone Wars a shot? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. This, so Clone Wars dropped in 2008. Eight. Yeah. The yeah. year Iron Man, the year of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that might, you know what? Subconsciously, that might be. I was more maybe focused on that end of it, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. But um, at that time, we'd already gotten the end of the the prequel trilogy in 2005, right? Uh, that sounds right. This. Yeah. Maybe um, four. And, and then, in, and also in 2000, uh, I think it was 2003 through 2005, there was a Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. Uh, a hand-drawn by animated Tartoffy. series. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? I don't uh, know. He's the guy who does uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, Samurai animation. Jack, uh, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls. He's the one, he's the guy that created all that stuff. So it was that stylized animation that he did does in all the shows. So we had the prequel trilogy going on. We had that pre that we had the Clone Wars cartoon going on. Then I heard this other Clone Wars was going on. I was like, again with the Clone Wars. Like I was just kind of, I guess, burnt out of the the Clone Wars thing, if that makes sense. But. Um, no, I, I was actually the same way. I didn't watch this in, right away. It took me a while to give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Because, like you said, the last entry in the franchise, I think, well, was the Sith movie. And that yeah. I didn't really care for that one. I was like, oh, great. Now we're going backwards to the mm-hmm. to a, a show that takes place in between Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, a period that I wasn't super interested in. And, exactly. Oh, now there's a wacky sidekick for Anakin. To, yeah, I was very dismissive of it until I finally gave it a shot. And then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This was, yeah. I was surprised at how good it was. Not that it, I mean, it is good. But I think I was surprised at how uh, mature it was. There you go. That's the word. Because, yeah. because, yeah, George Lucas, who did have a hand in this a little bit, um, you look at the movies and they're very childish 
uh, Kitty, and then then you see this and this show, and you're like, oh my god, this is surprisingly dark and mature. And, and, and to follow up on that, this show I actually had a look at this because I was surprised about how I don't want to say violent it is, but mature is a good word. Is actually TV PG, not CVY seven or whatever it is, like Rebels and all these <laughs> other shows are. This is. This is TVPG. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually aimed for a little bit older audience. And it, it shows, actually, in the the structure of, I think, the show itself. Yeah, there are some really uh, heart-wrenching, dark uh, moments in this series for, for Star Wars just in general. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of my initial thoughts after watching a few episodes is... Man, they love killing off characters like willy nilly. Like they just don't get attached to anybody because <laughs> they're probably gonna die. <laughs> I mean, unless you know it's unless it's like Obi Wan, somebody you know is gonna yeah. live. But all, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of characters. Who? Okay, what was maybe one of the off the top of your head one of the saddest deaths uh, from this whole series? Um, again, is there one particular that, that you're like, oh, that one sucked. <laughs> you know what? Actually, there kind of is, and I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree with me. But oh, uh, by the way, I should probably say, yeah, we're going to spoil this, so whatever. Oh yeah, spoilers. Uh, we're jumping around. We're not going to try yeah. and tell you what happened. We're not going in, in forward, or backward, or anything like that. But um, I would say probably Satine, Duchess Satine, right? Yeah, Obi Wan's baby. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> she was there the season one, and we saw that history. Between her or the the chemistry and everything between her and Obi Wan, and that kind of followed out throughout the series, and then the way that she dies by the hands of Maul in front of Obi Wan, just to like kick him the balls, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I yeah, think, it is kind of cool to think that Obi Wan, you know, he he tells Anakin, you know, no no connections or whatever like that and Anakin obviously doesn't follow but he's but then we learned that he's speaking from experience because he did yeah. potentially have a, a love of his own but he chose to fall, to stay on the path of the yeah. Jedi and maybe that shows he's a better Jedi than Anakin was I don't know um you might say the Jedi are encouraged to love or whatever the fuck the, <laughs> says the second one that was that, that was pretty harsh you know which one got me uh hmm. uh 99 do you remember ninety nine? He was like that old hunchback clone who was like a janitor. Oh you know? yeah. yeah, and he was—he yeah. was like you know he—I I forget what was wrong with him. Like maybe he was one of the early ones. And he was in the, up. He was in the episode with the rookies, right? Yeah. They, think, well, right. I, okay. I uh, also fairness. I haven't watched the show. I've seen. I've seen the whole series maybe a couple times. Uh, binging it but it's been a few years since i've watched it okay uh, travis just dumped this on me <laughs> on, on the on the flip side of this i just binged the shit out of this in like a month so like so yeah. everything is like this like uh just like all mushed in my head so i, I can't season one two three four or five it's like whatever it's all there but it's all well i forget the, i forget what was wrong with it but he's he's a little hunchy he looks like he's got some palsy because half of his face is sort of uh, and he's he's you know he's an old, he's clearly an old he works as like a janitor. He's a defense, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was defective or something. But they keep him around. He's sort of like a mascot. All, all the all the really buff trooper clones. Like, hey, what's going on, ninety nine? And yeah, and one of them maybe it was heavy. You know, he gives him his medal. He's like, I'll be back for this. Uh, sort of like Wolverine with the with the dog tags with rope. Yeah. And then <laughs> Camino gets attacked, and he's trying to help, and he's carrying these bombs, and he gets gunned down, and. I don't even think he actually did help. <laughs> I think it was. I think that's what made it even sadder was that yeah. you know if, if he had like died pulling some switch to save lives, but he sort of died pointlessly, which made it even more tragic, and it was sad. And 
Oh, 99, my boy. A lot of the yeah. clone deaths, and that's the thing about this show, is it really gave, uh, 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 it humanized the clones, something that the movie, well, only had, really, they only had one movie to do it in the third one. Yeah. And that movie, and Revenge of the Sith, and they they could barely even humanize the main characters in that movie. <laughs> hey, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, before we get into the, the, the clone trooper aspect, uh, I gotta say, uh, I like animated Anakin Skywalker over the real life <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Oh, big I think time. He pulled the, the Matt Lanter. I think he did the voice for uh, yeah Matt Lanter, Anakin, and he did a better performance <laughs> than yeah than Matt Lan- Christensen did. You know what? I just realized the other day he's. It was so weird. I was don't ask me why. I was watching Vampire Suck, that shitty Twilight spoof. That's sort of like epic movie and, and disaster movie and all that kind of shit. He's the dude who plays like the Edward Cullen of that. Oh movie. God! I was like, I was like, what is like who is this dude? And I looked him up. Like, holy shit, he's Anakin. Whoa. <laughs> um, I only watched it because the chick who plays like quote unquote Bella is pretty hot. Anyways, that movie so, sucks though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what are you saying? Going back to the the clone troopers, yeah, they they like to humanize uh, and give them all personalities. Yeah, and, I remember uh, one of the very first episodes where Yoda's like holed up with three clone troopers, and he's like, you know, identical you may be, but inside the Force you are very different. And he goes to each one, and he's you know always focus on the enemy you are, and obsessed with weapons you are too. And he shows that yeah, they each have their own distinct personalities and things like that, despite being clones. The worst part about that is knowing uh, the fates of everybody involved, uh, these characters. So anytime Cody would say something, like, oh, fuck you, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Cody. <laughs> the whole time, the whole series, I was like, but, but then they bastard. sort of say that there was chips in their brain. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. wasn't so much that they were. Although if it was like chips, couldn't couldn't Palpatine just like flip a switch? But it, in the movie, it makes it seem like he just comes on their monitor, execute order sixty six. Got it? <laughs> they just gun down their so. Jedi. Uh, okay, so in the movie, I took it as like it was brainwashing or, or something, uh, whatever uh, the uh, coding things like that or whatever. Like uh, you know how a uh, Winter Soldier, you know, he's got that. They have to say that command to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's like they're like sleeper agents or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeper agents. I thought I took it as that when I watched the movie, but in Rebels, when uh, Rex pops back up and hit, it's Rex Wolf and Gregor, I think his name. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they he he flat out explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they all had ships, and you can see the scar in his. Yeah, yeah. We, we took ours out. Blah blah blah. Um, and uh, so that explains that it was all it was programming. They had a chip in there and said, um, so is that like Cody off the hook? Oh, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, he didn't even kill a Jedi. He was supposed to kill Obi Wan and failed. So in a way, he's like less guilty than a lot of the other ones. Okay, well, <laughs> that lessens the blow a little bit. <laughs> uh, which is a really, which is stupid. Like, okay, let's kill that Jedi who's like he's like thousands of feet away. Like, at least wait till you got a good shot, man. He's riding. A, he's riding a space iguana from like a mile away. Yeah, and like ah, we got him. Uh, <laughs> but that's not the point. Uh, also, I noticed. Uh, first of all, again, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, I love the the straightforward storytelling of this show. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of fluff. There's no whole lot of buffer things. There was just here's your story, and let's get like a lot of the war story arcs. 
Uh, What's fun is every episode sort of begins like it's a a, a, a world war, like a propaganda film. Like, yeah, you know, the, the narration. The, the clone yeah. troopers previously, you know, Anakin tried to get to the base. And they give you like a little quick synopsis of, of like, you know, like a 30 second long synopsis. So you can jump right into the story. You, you'll, they'll just drop you right into the war zone because they gave you like yeah. a 30 second summary of, of what the situation is, which is great. You don't have to have like five minutes of, of Yoda explaining, go to this planet and help this rebel. You No, it's like they're going to the planet, to help the rebels. Boom. And then they're right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's, it's efficient. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, efficient. That's a good word for it. Um, but that was done. The their narrator on that was Tom Kane. I gotta say, the the voice acting on this show uh, is outstanding. Uh, it's especially when it comes to the characters that we know in real life. Um, Who voiced Obi Wan? Tom Kane, the same guy that did the narration. Oh, okay. Tom He's Kane. Good. <laughs> um, but the the best one by far, James Arnold Taylor. He's the one that did Obi Wan. And I think I texted you at one point, five seasons in, I'm not convinced that wasn't Ewan McGregor uh, <laughs> doing his voice. Because he sounds like spot on uh, Obi-Wan. It's inc- it's amazing how accurate that was. He's pretty uh, good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like so, Obi-Wan in this show, too. And we mentioned uh, Matt Lanter was Anakin. Uh, D, uh, D. Bradley Baker, he did all the clone troopers, so he mm. was busy. Um, Tom Kane, we just mentioned. Uh, Ashley Matthew- Eckstein, I think, is Ahsoka. Yeah, we'll get to her in just a second. Yeah, uh, Matthew Wood, he did uh, Grievous and all the battle droids, which I gotta say, battle droids, pretty funny. They weren't like over the top. Uh, well, I guess they were over the top a little bit, <laughs> but like some of the some of the lines and deliveries of these old stupid battle droids were pretty funny. Like some of the stuff they would say. Um, and then we have some other uh, recurring voices. We have. Uh, uh, Ian Abercrombie, who played Palpatine, uh, also wait. Oh, he, but then he got replaced, right? He passed away end. during. Yeah, he passed away during season five. And so Tim, Tim Curry. Curry yeah, that's right. I Pal- forgot about and, that. Did Palpatine? Uh, yeah. I like Ian Abercrombie. He was. Uh, I think he played Alfred in that Birds of Prey one season show, and he was also yeah. like the wise man from Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> say the words, Klaatu Veratu. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, Daniel Logan, who played Boba Fett in uh, Attack of the Clones. He reprises roles as Boba Fett. Oh, the uh, kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar. He played Jar Jar because he's got nothing else to do. Uh, Corey Burton. Man, I feel bad for Ahmed Best. He got dealt a bum. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. They're like, dude, do you want to be in a Star Wars movie? I'm like, sure. Who wouldn't jump at that chance? Exactly. And, it's, and he did his. He did his best. <laughs> his Ahmed best. Ahmed oh. best. Poor dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Corey Burton, uh, he played Count Dooku uh, and some other characters like Zero the Hutt and Cad Bane. Uh, Cad, Bane is some, Cad Bane is something this show brought into the canon. I like Cad yeah. Bane. Yeah, cool character. Cool little bounty, a cool bounty hunter, hunter character with a cool yeah. hat. He has sort of like a western vibe to him. The hat was his thing, right? Because there was even an yeah. episode where he like he had to find a hat, and then he found another bounty hunter that had a hat, so he killed him for his hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I liked him. Of course, Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, obviously. Um, Jim Cummings, he played Hondo. The, uh, Darkman Duck himself, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John <laughs> well, every time Hondo talks, all I can hear is Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I liked his delivery of Hondo. Uh, he's uh, funny. He's funny. Yes, he has this kind of an accent. The, uh, and the cadence, the cadence of his deliveries. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, something crazy. Uh, John Favreau, he plays uh, Pre Vizsla. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got nothing but love for Favreau, but I don't think he has a good villain voice. His voice is not menacing. His voice it's sounds almost, like a. 
like almost a whiny. Like, a little whiny, a little chewy, yeah. kind of like he's got some food in him. I don't know. It, it, he sounds like a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> and John Fruit, don't get I, I nothing but mad respect for the guy ever since freaking swingers. I've been a fan of his. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he was the right choice for uh, for a villainous Mandalorian. But it's only uh, like a, a a couple episodes, so it's not. He wasn't like a huge role or anything, so. Um, and then uh, we had Sam Witwer. He played Darth Maul. Oh, and speaking of uh, Clancy Brown, he played Savage Opress. Savage Opress. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. My, okay. I didn't. I mean, I love Clancy Brown too, but I kind of hated that, that. Like, it was so easy to just get a new Sith. It's like, oh, like uh, what? Uh, uh, Dooku just goes to Dathomir and, and like puts it in order for like a brand new Sith guy. <laughs> And then they just like inject him with some magic, I guess, because magic is a thing in this show. Uh, no, no, dude, that was uh, he was well, he was created. You're right about that from the Night Sisters, but that was from Dooku's former apprentice, uh, uh, Ventress. She after she was betrayed by Dooku, she went back to Dothamir, and she had the Night Sisters, uh, I guess, create Savage. Well, he was already a, a Dathomir dude, but like they they. They did super soldier shit to him. and Yeah, him and up. it was like, yeah. that's kind of a cheat. It's just like, oh, just like that, all of a sudden he's, like, able to hold his own with, like, Obi-Wan and shit like that. Like, he was just too badass, too too quick, because he just got, like, souped up with magic, quote-unquote. Which yeah. is, I guess, a thing in this universe that these yeah. Night Sisters can do. They can fucking make zombies. I mean, that is how rowdy their magic is, that they can, like, bring up dead soldiers and shit like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was a little too... Fan- fantastic <laughs> yeah by, by which i mean like fantasy like like just straight up magic which i guess you can argue the force i was about to say magic, yeah the forces can could be considered magic i guess but but um, at least uh, i don't know I, I thought that was it was branching out too far i didn't but really the, love the whole dathomir idea i did like Night the sisters i did like the the idea behind the reason why that happened because ventress who is dooku's apprentice was getting so powerful that palpatine sensed how powerful she was getting and he told dooku to go ahead and kill her yeah that's why that's why there's always only two yeah exactly so um they this there's a lot of focus on different aspects like that kind of stuff so i really um, love the character of ventress though yeah Uh, yeah, and i like that we got to know her for a few seasons before we got her whole backstory that she was like given away as a child and was actually trained as a jedi and, and then when her master got killed she sort of ran with the anger and, and it sort of skewered her off into the dark side. I was like, whoa, that's a great story. And then when Dooku betrays her, she's sort of like is out to get the Sith. And I, and then eventually sort of teams up with Obi-Wan and then later teams up with Ahsoka. And had the show continued to go, and I hope we get to see Ventress in this new season, who knows? I mean, she might start to skewer. Well, actually, we know what happens in book form. We know her fate. But... Uh, well, I don't. So I, I don't read. I haven't read any of the novels or anything. So okay. I know you know a little bit more about the the that aspect than yeah. I do. So um, any anything that we don't haven't seen already in Clone Wars or Rebels, I'm oblivious to because I don't know <laughs> what what happened on those. Um, also, I did notice mainly in the first season, it kind of faded out after that. But there was a lot. There's a uh, a running gag. Pretty much every other episode, someone says, "I have a bad feeling about this." <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you if you remember that or not, but uh, that that happened a lot. Uh, it was like just random characters would say that line, just about every other episode. Um, 
Do we? Who says it in Rise of Skywalker's? Somebody says it. I can't remember. Oh, uh, oh Lando. It's Lando. I, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, I think we talked about that. Yeah. Because you can't do Star Wars without having a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, ironically, I don't recall anyone ever saying, may the Force be with you, which I thought was kind of weird since it's a big Jedi-heavy show. But maybe I, maybe I missed it or something. But Yeah, I mean, that's just what they say. It's like, live long and prosper or good journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, that's, why, and that's why I'm surprised I never... I don't recall hearing it, though. Um... And we got some other notable cameos and appearances by characters we're, that we're familiar with from the original trilogy. Uh, we had Chewbacca shows up. Uh, Admiral Ackbar. What a Wookiee! Yeah, Chewbacca's in there. <laughs> Chewbacca. We have uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, he's like Admiral Tarkin, I think, at this, at this Admiral point. Admiral or Captain or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not Grand Moff. He's just like a regular... He's Well, he's part of the Republic... But you can mm. tell this guy's a little sleazy, and you can tell once the Empire becomes a thing, this dude shoots up pretty fast because he's 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 in sync with with the new order of things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think because his deal, and they actually explained that in the series, his deal was he was he just didn't like he didn't trust the Jedi or something. He didn't like the Jedi, something about them. Um, so that's why he was already from from jump. He was already going to be against them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's cool to see him back in the day working with Jedi because then in, in fucking New Hope when he's like Obi Wan Kenobi, like, are you sure? Like, oh, he actually did know Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, you were the last of that ancient order, my friend. And like, <laughs> you realize, wow, this guy did know the fucking Jedi back in the day, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Admiral Akbar is in here. I think he's Captain Akbar. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which there was, uh, it was like a three or four parter episode with the whole was it calamari species that are on that planet whatever it's an it's a big underwater battle um yeah. but it was it was an okay storyline but there like towards the very end of it they're prince of the their their species whatever yeah. on the planet yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. around and he has to like he plants like bombs on like three four of the bad guys and they all like explode i was like holy shit they just they showed like four dudes like blown up like no problem <laughs> Uh, who, who's that Jedi with like the big dreads? Who's green, like Fisto, Fisto? or something? Kid, yeah. Kid Fisto, yeah. Kid Fisto, because yeah. he's another uh, pelagic species, so he's sort of leading the fight because he's underwater yeah. and shit, which yeah. is cool. Uh, you know what sucks though is is when you look at these like you see Jedi. I mean, I'm sorry, you see these Jedi from Revenge of the Sith going down super easy. Like when they like Kid Fisto, he dies when they go into the Emperor's office, and he's like, you know. I am the Senate, and then the Emperor just kills, like, four Jedi really quick. Or during Order 66, when they all go out like chumps. Hmm. But then when you see them in this, like, Plo Koon or something, you're like, dude, he was so badass. Why would he go down like such a chump in the movies? It makes me hate Revenge of the Sith even more. Because <laughs> they shit all over these these Jedis, even even though the show hadn't even made them cool yet. Or maybe the show was answering, like, dude, these guys were cool, trust us. Even maybe, that, out, like, you know suckers. what? You, you might be onto something, because... I. Yeah, this the show put a lot of life into a lot of characters that were not spotlighted at all in the trilogy, in at least those two yeah, movies. Uh, Ayla Sakura and and, and and Luminaria, people who are only just glimpsed at in in the movies, they got full arcs in this. And what's the, what's that one do with the big dickhead? I can't, I can never remember his name. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking uh, about. I can't think of his name either. <laughs> I, can't, I can Captain, never remember that dude's name. Captain Conehead. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always want to call him. Um. But yeah, I like Plo Koon. He was the guy with like the mask on, who had, who had a surprisingly deep voice. He was like the dude who found Ahsoka. Okay, 
Can we talk about Ahsoka for a we minute? We can. Finally? Go ahead. I wanted you to lead this conversation for Ahsoka because you're the one that told me about I her. I love it. Yeah, I really, go. really. She's maybe right now maybe my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. She's so cool. Especially when you see where she goes in Rebels uh, and you realize, you know, how important she is to the whole rebellion. I can't believe she's not in, like, the main trilogy. I mean, where was she? I don't know if that's ever been explained. Maybe. But again, I was a little lukewarm when she first showed up. I was like, oh, great. A, a, a snippy sidekick character who's a kid. Oh, this is <laughs> uh, this is not going to be cool. But she really, over the whole series, you really saw her mature and grow. And she's a much better um, character to sort of introduce into the Jedi, more so than Rey. Like, not, things don't just come super easy for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she does struggle a lot. She's a better character. That Ezra, things kind of come really easy for Ezra Bridger too. I th- you know what? I'm gonna say it. Ahsoka is better than Ezra. Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been saying? <laughs> oh, okay, I can scratch that off. Got that joke in? Okay. Um, no, no, she's 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 a really good character who goes through a lot of shit, um, and it's hard for her. And and she eventually decides to leave the Jedi. Like. Uh, how hard is that for a character to turn your back on everything that you've been working so hard because she thinks that she's a little disillusioned because they had sort mm-hmm. of falsely accused her for a murder. And she's like, no, I'm not going to come back. <laughs> Such a good story, you man. Jeez. You guys are, there's something off with what you guys are doing now. And I don't think I want to be a part of it. Like, whoa. And she's like 14 at the 15 at the time mm-hmm. when she does this. Such a cool character. Um, uh, yeah. Ashley Eckstein voices are really good. I'm glad that they sort of started to cover her up a little bit in the first season. She's basically wearing just like a tube top over her, and she's like super skinny, and it's a little awkward, you know, even though she's orange, but it's still like, dude, like, come on, you're like 13 years old. <laughs> and then she starts, as as a warrior, she's, you know, she eventually gets a, a second lightsaber, and mm-hmm. she sort of incorporates that into her fighting style. She sort of, she sort of holds them like, uh, um, like, like stabby, I don't know, upside down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's like her... Her fighting style, it's very flippy and, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, she was a really uh, fleshed out character and, and a another, great addition to the canon. And another thing was I, I took it as she was a good anchor for Anakin. Um, yes. Be- because whenever he – so after that, that storyline you just mentioned, uh, really good, by the way, where she's accused of a bombing of the Jedi Temple – and she's like you said disillusioned after the fact after she's cleared she's like no i'm not gonna because they <laughs> they actually kick her out of the the, the order They're like you're out of the whatever and then they let her back in and she's like no but and i love really quick i love that anakin always stood by her the entire time i was like that's really cool yeah i like anakin more yeah like i say this anakin this is amazing. Live action, <laughs> live action Anakin is a dick. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, but maybe, I don't know. In the movies, you got to kind of get to the point because you only have so many time. Where this, they had like six seasons to flesh out Anakin's character a little bit more. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, uh, Ahsoka, great character. Not annoying like kid characters can be. Um, like you said, she grew pretty fast and matured and and went through a lot of stuff um and then we see her come back returning in uh rebels as an adult Uh, as fulcrum yeah she yeah she's coat like we don't know who it is but there's someone helping them 
Uh, yeah, for like a whole season, you're building up. It's like Fulcrum, Fulcrum. Who's the Fulcrum? And then when at the end of the season, you're like Fulcrum is Ahsoka. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> That's, and, it was like a big review. It was a big deal. And see, when I watch Rebels, like I knew of Ahsoka oh, okay, through yeah, like different things, like, but I never like, watched. Oh, it's it's the oh, it's the Tegruda chick. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the orange chick with the blue and white head thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But now that because after after watch Clone Wars, I went back and watched certain episodes of of Rebels, and I was like, ah, okay. And I'm seeing you can go on YouTube there. and and somebody pieced together literally all the footage of Ahsoka in Rebels. Just oh, together. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, mean, I, haven't, I don't know. Because uh, she's, cool. she's only in Rebels a little bit, though. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I mean, she's not a full character, but she, her presence clearly felt. And um, There's a really cool novel that takes place in between Clone Wars and Rebels, and it explains what she did after Order 66. She sort of went into hiding. And, uh, you know, she's trying to stay out of it, but the Empire starts occupying this planet she's hiding on. And she, she, she eventually starts, she tries to save someone's life using the Force. And, like, once her cover's blown, she's like, fuck it. And starts kicking ass and everything. And then word gets out to um, uh, Senator Organa, Bail Organa. And he tries to reach out to her and everything. And she, But, you know, she gets the message, but rather than go to the meeting place, she just breaks into his office. And he comes in his office, she's sitting there like, you're looking for me? And she's like, he's like, I'm starting a rebellion, and I would like you to be a part of it. And he goes, and your codename will be Fulcrum, and that's kind of how the book ends. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you realize she's been there from starting the rebellion from its infancy with her and and Organa and uh, what's her name, the the chick. Many puffins died. What's her name? Um Mom Mothma and everything. Oh, she's yeah. like one of those OG people who started the rebellion. She's really important to the saga. It just sucks that she's not in the original saga. Like I, I know, f- hindsight twenty twenty and all that shit, you couldn't plan for that. But it, it's just kind of weird that she's not anywhere like mentioned or acknowledged or anything in the original trilogy. Yeah. But so let me ask you this: You just mentioned that novel, and in the novel is where. <clears throat> They say that her her code name would be Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. Did that? I guess that I guess that come did that come out before Rebels or was that? I don't I I, I don't remember. I, I read it after Rebels, but I don't remember when it came out. Oh, okay. when it was published. I'm just wondering if you like if if someone was to go through this. I have, a, as, I have a feeling maybe it was sort of done to explain the gap or something and set up. Uh, I have a feeling it was written afterwards. Maybe oh, okay. I'm not. I can't be certain. Okay. Um, also, in Rebels, when we see Ahsoka finally get into some fights, her lightsabers are now white instead of uh, green. Because she's not a Jedi. Exactly, yeah. She's uh Which uh, I never... I don't know if this is a thing. I, I think I remember reading somewhere that I always assumed Jedi sabers were the, were determined maybe by the, the specific kyber crystal or something, but I think it has more to do with the Jedi themselves. And that's why her second lightsaber, which is green, but it has it's like more yellow. Like it's a faded green because she's starting to branch away from the Jedi. Was it? I don't even think I mentioned it. I didn't notice that. It's a slightly, it's an off green, yeah. Hmm. Well, see, now I have to go back and watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time this time. <laughs> let it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah, and then come Rebels, it's like white because she's 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 not a Jedi, you know. Yeah. Um. But she kicks Buffy's ass in Rebels, and that's one of the best parts of that whole series. Is is when those two. It was when they're fighting those two Inquisitors, and yeah. like the door opens, and you see her. And she hasn't fought yet in this show, uh-huh. in Rebels yet. And then she kicks both their asses, and it's, oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of like the basically the, the, the notable things about uh, Clone Wars that I liked about it. Um, 
I, what I want to do here in a minute is just go over some of my personal favorite story arcs. Uh, I, this is usually where we do like a top 10 countdown or whatever like that. I do have a, a top 10 list, but it's not like episodes per se. It's just um, because these episodes, yeah, they're 20 minutes long or whatever, but they, they're basically three or four part stories. They're like five episodes per story, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, for the most part, it was... I, from what I kind of, it was like three or four episodes more. I, if there was some that were five, I uh, thought they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, every story arc takes place over multiple episodes. There's hardly ever just one standalone ep that isn't connected to another one. And there's, there's one issue with that is uh, when they first created the series, this was just meant to be an anthology series. Like just one episode was going to be it. Like, it was just going to be one thing after another, no connection whatsoever. That's why we have the narration at the start, to just kind of drop you in, whatever. Um, but as the series went on, they realized that they were forming somewhat of a narrative. Um, and so they started connecting the pieces. And the bad thing about that is, mainly, I think it was, I want to say it was like season two or three, where episodes start, like, playing like as prequels and sequels to past episodes within the series. So you'd go, you'd be watching and then you would have an episode that took place, you know, before an episode in, in season one or something. And it, it kind of threw off the flow of the, of the narrative for me. Hmm, I but, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I actually got confused a couple of times and I had to go back and look at the descriptions and it would say this episode takes place after season one, episode 15 or whatever. So really, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. They I had mean, like, maybe Netflix is fucking with you. <laughs> no, this is that. no, um, I, no. It's a whole thing. Not Netflix, Disney. No, it's maybe, a whole... th- maybe Disney's fucking up and they aired them out of order. Well, they did. Uh, not not Disney Plus, but originally they were aired out of order. Disney themselves, after the fact, I think it was last year or two years ago, they actually released an official order to watch the episodes in. And it's a it's a thing. Like search it and you'll see. There, there's a specific no. order. There's a specific order to watch the episodes in. Oh. You're shaking I mean, your head I, no. But, I, when I yeah. binged it, I binged it on Netflix back when they had them, and it seemed to make perfect sense at the time. Maybe Netflix arranged them specifically themselves. Maybe. Uh, to, 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 to coincide with linear storytelling. I never I never found that issue. Um, but one issue I did have with the fact that they were these big, long story arcs was sometimes it sucked when you're – you're halfway. You're like five minutes to an episode, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be an episode about Padme or something." And you're like, "Now I gotta sit through like five Padme <laughs> episodes or something." But you gotta, you gotta get through it because you gotta watch the show. But it sort of like deflates your enthusiasm when you realize, "Oh shit, this is a Jar Jar storyline." Oh, this is an episode about, I don't know. There was five there, younglings getting kyber crystals, and that's like a whole story arc. <laughs> there were there were two story arcs that I specifically remember. Ugh, that was there was one with Jar Jar being uh, confused as a Jedi or some weird shit. I don't know something with Jar Jar. I kind of skipped past it. And then there was another one where um, C three PO and uh, trying to R- get some fruit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, C-3PO and, uh, and R2-D2, they go on these weird adventures and shit. It's almost like the old droids cartoon, but um, I, I just kind of skipped through all that. So Yeah, weren't they? didn't they need to get some fruit for like a cake that Padme was throwing a party yeah. or something? Yeah, I, and you're like, oh shit, 
now I got to deal with this. <laughs> and like I said, the, the episode where like there's like five younglings, one of them's like a little Chewbacca, I'm sorry, a little Wookiee, and they have to go on their journey to get kyber crystals, and then they wind up another planet, and they're pretending to be circles before. I forget what happens there. But when you realize, like, oh, I don't think I'm super into this story, and it's going to go on for, like, another three episodes, <laughs> uh, that's, it's hard to keep your enthusiasm up for that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that one, because I actually had that uh, as my number 10. <laughs> as the, you like that one? Um, I, I liked it only because um, it was a different aspect. We actually saw younglings... We saw like more aspects of how they be how they get their lightsabers and what they what the what they have to do to get their lightsaber crystal mm, and okay. um, Travis and, is in the younglings got it yeah yeah that's it um, <laughs> Wookie younglings no <laughs> uh, hey what about that what what happened to that the Wookie Jedi what the fuck <laughs> yeah he had like a wooden uh, lightsaber <laughs> casing or something like that uh, I don't know wait a minute is was this a series where there's like this uh, droid who uh, he was? I think it was voiced by David Tennant, right? Oh yeah, that. Um, no, that's later on. No, that is it. That is that episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's like a lightsaber technician droid. Yeah, and he was voiced by by the Ten Doctor T- himself, yeah. David. Yeah, I I just liked it. Obviously, David Tennant made me like that character a lot. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking David Tennant is part of the Star Wars universe. That's kind of cool. Right? Um, but that one, and, and plus, on a more closer to home reference for me here was, I just got done playing the the Jedi Fallen Order video game. And in that game, you go to the Jedi Temple that's on Elam, which is the, which is the temple that they go to to meet Yoda. So I, I recognized all that shit <laughs> just from the game I just got done playing, uh, but that's like, I guess that that game took the references right from this right from this TV show, so uh, that was kind of interesting. But anyway, and that, that goes on. Yeah, they get their they get their Kaibo crystals, and um, then they get attacked, and Ahsoka gets captured by Hondo and his pirates, and then the younglings have to free her. So it's it's not great, but it's it was interesting to see like that that opening part with how they got their crystals. You know, what I think is a cooler storyline in a similar fashion is there was like this storyline where there's this planet where they're capturing young lean so they can like hunt them and shit like these yes. bad guys. And one of them and Chewbacca winds up. This is an episode that has Chewbacca in it, and and Ahsoka winds up with them, and she finds like three or four other Jedi younglings, mm-hmm. and they have no lightsabers, and they're right. running for their lives. And she she sort of steps up and becomes a leader, and and helps. And then Chewie lands, and they Chewie, and they use <laughs> Chewie to help fight them and everything. I, I I thought that was a pretty badass story arc. It was cool to see Ahsoka step up and take on a leadership role because she's always just next to Anakin. She always follows his lead, follows his step. She's a, she's a pretty good Padawan that way. Yeah, that was uh, season three, episodes 21, 22. Padawan lost a couple episodes right there. Um, the, that was pretty, and, that, and that's a rowdy idea of like hunting kids. Like, yeah. That, that's fucking, that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> that was actually in the, 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 the people that were, the creatures that were doing that were the same species as uh, that bounty hunter, Bosk. Bosk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which he's in this series too. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot, a lot, I think it was season two. I had a lot of stuff with bounty hunters. Like that was like with Cad Bane, and he had his own group, and that one, uh, that one white, that really pale white chick with the ponytail, um, 
Uh, oh yeah, and the long fingers. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Oh fucking shit. Oh, Aja <laughs> A- or something or something. A- uh, some, it starts with an A. I can't remember the last name. I can't remember what the name is now. Uh, uh, yeah, she's she's bald, but she's got the thing and the antenna. Oh god, damn it! Oh fuck <laughs> you for making me for giving me this headache. <laughs> um. Oh, and that that one I was just telling you about the or the one we we're just talking about about the younglings and the crystals and all that shit. That was season five, episodes six through nine. So if y'all are interested in watching that one, so uh, moving on to my number nine, which was. From season two, episodes five through eight, I just call it the uh, Geonosis attack, where Anakin and Obi Wan they lead an attack to destroy a droid factory on uh, Geonosis. Dude, that's like such like oh a war movie like atmosphere. Like they all have to make a landing stop, and they're all like on the drop ships, and they're it's it's all shaky cam, and it's like you see explosions going off, and ships are getting shot down, clones are getting killed. It's like it's. Yeah, it's pretty intense for that whole episode of them just just trying to get to the landing spot so they can move on and make their attack. Yeah, yeah even though it, even though they have like spaceships and everything and lightspeed and everything, it's still very old school guerrilla warfare of, of just you know shooting guns and then you know cover my attack and things are getting shot down. It's very much like Vietnam kind of a yeah. kind of a warfare. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, Aura Singh, that's that bounty hunter. That's thing. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had a little cameo in Phantom Menace in the pod race scene. Yeah, you the see the back by, of her, right? Her, yeah. Yeah, you see the back of her from the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, the warfare was was done really well. And 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 when you see how the clones, like I said, a lot of them we get attached to. It's particularly the clones who die a lot. Although occasionally you will get like a Duchess Satine or something like that. Um when you see them die, like there's this one episode where there's like this corrupt well, there's like this dickhead Jedi general. Ah, save it, save it. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. talk about that. One. I'm gonna yeah, put a pin well, on. Why don't we just talk about it now? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's if I'm going my list, man. I gotta go. Oh, sorry. Fine, fine. Yeah. Put a yeah. quirk in that one. Yeah, because that's, that's pretty high up there on my list. Uh, okay. well, sorry. Well then, <laughs> well, then what do you want to talk about now? Then shit. Uh, how about Boba Fett? Uh, Little kid Boba Fett. Yeah, season two, episodes twenty through twenty-two. I call it Boba's Revenge, where Boba he infiltrates a Jedi cruiser to kill Mace Windu for killing his dad in uh, episode two. Oh so, yeah, he's, he witnessed that shit. Yeah, uh, he picks you know up what? his father's helmet, and staring at it. All I can and think the head, of, and then the head plops out. No, yeah, robot, robot chicken. Yeah, I was gonna, that's all I think of when I think of that scene is robot chicken, when the head falls out. Um. But, uh, yeah, after that plane fails to kill Mace Window, they crash on a nearby planet. Um, Mace and Anakin go down. They get trapped under some wreckage from a ship. And then R2's got to uh, get a message out to send help and everything. It's it's uh, a nice little little three-part little episode there. But um, just a continuation of the story that was told in, you know, what happens with Boba after... Um, witnessing his dad die you know well i all i remember about bubba is he starts like you said he starts to lead a, a bounty hunter gang mm-hmm. and eventually assage ventress after she, after she gets fired from duke well fired <laughs> she's like looking for something to do and she sort of joins his gang and obviously she shoots up the corporate ladder because she's a fucking sith and she <laughs> kicks all the ass there is to be kicked in this episode um didn't she like take over that gang or something yeah i want to say yes I think so. There was like a train job or something. Cause he, yeah, because she was like killing people and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't, you know, I don't want to do all that. I didn't want to do all this. And 
Yeah, so he kind of like kind of pussies out a little bit, and so she takes over. That's right. I just remember they were like robbing a train, and she's like kicking ass without lightsabers. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what uh, that was season two or season three, but uh, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a, it was a train heist or some shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else we got? Um, season six, the last four episodes, I call it Lost Voices. Uh, the only reason I put this on my list is because. It, it follows up some of the shit that we found out about in episode two with Sifo Diaz and the, how the clones were created. And when the Jedi found out that, hey, it's probably our enemies that created the clones. So we better watch out for the clones. Um, but so that was interesting. I, I, I just kind of dug all that that aspect of it. Um, but from there, it kind of goes on to Yoda leaving to try to find Sifo Diaz. I think he tries to find him. But then he gets on a quest to find search for immortality because he got vision he heard visions from Qui Gon Jinn about um, yeah okay about that uh, <laughs> well it turns out like force ghosts have never really been a thing until now until until Qui Gon who sort of figured a little bit of like he could become force voice not it's a vo- yeah it's a voice ghost. you see like dots and shit but he, he learned form. how to become force voiceover and then he sort of tells yoda how to do it and then he tells yoda to go to this thing he, he jumps all over the planet from planet to planet he goes to the sith homeworld exegol wait what no different homeworld <laughs> called like moraban i guess exegol is not a thing or or, or moraban's not a thing in the movies i don't know make up your fucking mind or do they have different homeworld <laughs> i don't know but then he finds like these five spirits mm-hmm. the, the shaman of the wheels and they all have on like those drama masks like one's happy or one's sad or something like that and these are i don't know what the fuck they are again this is getting a little too magical and fantastic for my taste why can't the force just be a, a an energy field created by all living things and surrounds us penetrates us and binds us why does there have to be like actual deities controlling the force i don't know it, it jumped the shark a little bit for me with that with the idea of these spirits, fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I, I I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, now I got you. Yeah, uh, and, and speaking of sort of quick offshoot of that, there's this other story arc where they go to this planet called Mortis, mm-hmm. and there's like this old jet, uh, force god. I don't know, and he's got like a son who's clearly a Sith and a daughter <laughs> who's like clearly the light side, and they're about like balancing the force, and and they die. <laughs> And like where one of them died, like the daughter dies, and now the force is imbalanced, so the mm-hmm. father kills him. And it's all about the, when did the force have? It's, it's turning into a, a real religion with deities and stuff, and that's what I didn't care for. That uh, yeah, and that thing you were just talking about, uh, I didn't care too much for it myself. I I dug parts of it. Like I think it was the second episode in that little arc where. We have uh, Liam Neeson coming back to play Qui Gon Jinn, and then the the, the actress who played my Skywalker, she came back to voice her because they get like visions of you know visions of different people talking to them and stuff. Um, but it was the the cool thing about that was they basically find out that Anakin like is Anakin the Chosen One or not or what's his destiny supposed to be. So they kind of mm-hmm. they touch on all that. So that part of it was cool. But yeah, getting around to the whole there's a personification of light side and dark side and the balance is yeah it's kind of weird it's kind of weird um uh, yeah i, I could have done without that <laughs> just let the force be the force man yeah speaking of uh 
I, I actually did have that, and that was my number six, actually. <laughs> oh, you like that story? Okay. But for, no, I'm not saying there's not good shit about that episode. It's just, it's, yeah. the, it's the idea. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, the it, con- it's the concept of it. And that's, that why it's not higher, that's not why it's higher up on my list. So, uh, But that was actually uh, season three, episodes 15 through 17. So, uh, next one is, let's see. Uh, I call it Deception. It was season four, episodes 15 through 18. This was fun, I think. It was Obi-Wan. He actually faked his own death in front of, like, Anakin and all of them. Like, he pretended to get killed by, by a sniper. And then they uh, they basically, he took the place of the the bounty hunter that they paid off themselves to, to kill Obi-Wan. So he, like, takes his face uh, and everything and his voice. Bit, and yeah. so, so he, because they got word there's some kind of plot to kill or kidnap uh, Palpatine. So he goes undercover as a bounty hunter, goes to prison, and all this other shit. And it's really neat. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, I, something. How about did he it. do the disguise? Was had, it just like makeup? Or it was like genetic. Have... They in, they injected him with some kind of genetic thing, and it twisted and contorted oh. his face. Um, and they put like, it was like polyjuice potion. Okay. Yeah, I do remember him going undercover and shit. Yeah, <laughs> deep cover and shit. They took his face. <laughs> oh, he goes all Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. But then the cool thing about that was whenever Anakin found out that he was deceived and they didn't tell him, it's like, you didn't trust me. So like, you, Oh, you knew that was going to go somewhere. Right. With the, the Anakin finding out that he was, that they didn't trust him to keep the secret. Yeah. I, I, I was like, dude, what a little bitch. Like, it's not about you. This guy's risking his life, changing his fucking face. And all you care about is what about me? Tell me. Yeah. That was like the closest it got to movie Anakin. <laughs> Should have hired Hayden Christian to voice that scene. Right. All right. So that was what number five, right? Uh, number four, uh, sabotage. I don't know what else to call it. Can't stand it. I know you planned. Oh, sorry. I was watching Star Trek Beyond the other day where they play sabotage. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, tell me about this story. Right? Uh, season five, episode 17 through 20. This is the one where Ahsoka is accused of bombing the Jedi Temple. Um, and strangling a dude in his prison cell. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah. yeah, but it was actually uh, uh, Barris Ophi, Padawan to Luminaria Unduli. Fucking nailed Ooh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the green. And these are not easy to... names to remember. No, they're not. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're like gibberish words. <laughs> oh. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I pride myself on remembering Jedi names, but the, for, life, for the life of me, that fucking dickhead Jedi, I can't remember his fucking name. It's just... Uh. I'm surprised you didn't Google it yet while we're talking about it. I don't Google things. Sure. <laughs> 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 All right, so that was uh, my, uh, number four on my list. Uh, number three is from season four, episodes 19 through 22 and concludes in season five episode one i call it massacre it's basically <laughs> i'm uh, sorry i literally googled jedi with a dickhead and the first link <laughs> is, his name is key adimundi which is yeah that's right but really that popped up because i typed jedi <laughs> with a dickhead so i can't be the only one who thinks that forgive me oh, Continue. okay <laughs> he went out like a chump too in the in the yeah. Revenge of the Sith, All he's like, "Follow did. me," and then nobody follows him. And yeah, yeah. Ayla Sakura went out like a chump, man. And I love Ayla Sakura; she's so sexy. Yeah, and she's in the show a, too. Well, for a twi- yeah, for a twelve, most Twi'leks are sexy. I gotta say, in this show, maybe it's because I'm watching them late at night. Uh, a lot of the females are animated, uh, pretty good. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe you cut that out. I don't know. Yeah, no, Padme. No, Padme. You know what? I, I actually like... What? Hmm? What? What? I didn't say anything. No, I don't know. I was, I was going to say Padme is a... Uh, I don't even mind her in this. She's a much better character than she is in the movies. She's her own character. She's mm-hmm. not just about how can I service Anakin's story. She has she has much more agency. She's she's a senator at this point, so she's she's got her own um, causes that she cares about and fights for. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a really strong character, and I really like her a lot. Yeah. Despite, you know, the fact that she... I mean, in the movies, she's kind of pointless. She's just there to be. So you're saying that love has blinded you? Or, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. And I mean, God, she's <laughs> terrible in the movies. But she's really great in this, yeah. That's the beauty of this series. Like, it's not it's not the live-action people that we don't like in the movies. It's like they can animate it and bring out the positives of these characters the way they're supposed to be. And not... If this show was created only to sort of uh, erase the damage that was done by those movies. If that was the only reason it existed, it succeeded. It took all the, all the things I didn't like Anakin and Padme and, and characters. I didn't really care about in the movies and fleshed them out. The clones themselves. I didn't hate them in the clones. I didn't think anything about the clones in the movies. They were literally just faceless clones. Right. And I can't, I can't, it made me care about them too. Yeah. This accomplished uh, so much. And it's ironic that I didn't even give the show a chance for the longest time because of the movies. Yeah. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, what was I saying? But I didn't wait like 10 fucking, uh, 12 fucking years to do it, though. <laughs> like, when I give up, I give up, right? <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Number three. Uh, from season four, episodes 19 through 22, and ending on season five, episode one. This is, I just call it Massacre. It's basically Dooku. He wipes out all the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Uh Oh yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, um, Savage. He finds Darth Maul. Darth Maul is like his mind's gone. Like he's like half spider and shit. Uh, yeah, he's total batshit. Yeah, <laughs> he's living in the cave. Yeah, he's he's he, yeah. His lower body. Cause we know he got cut in half, and we know eventually yeah. he gets mechanical legs. But but they're like spider legs, and they're all jankety. Like they look like they're about to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they look so junky. Yeah, and uh, I think the last episode of that when he takes Maul to Dathomir, and the the head like the fixes head, his mind right the head witch chick. I don't I don't know. She's the only one that survived. The, mother Mother Talzy. Oh hey, look at you. Yeah, there you go. I think that was her name. Oh yeah, Mother something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is her name. <laughs> oh. Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah, you think what do you think I get shit wrong? Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll admit it if I forget a name, but I won't speak a name unless I know it. Okay, uh, so, so she, uh, yeah, she fixes Darth Maul's mind and and fixes his legs and knock and like his legs like crumble off and like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so they're magic. Like, if, if they're, like, an offshoot of the Force, like, maybe they're not, like, Jedis, but they know how to tap into the Force to do things, okay. But that the Force can literally change metal legs and, and create shit out of, like, okay, come on. Like, now you're really getting crazy. You're talking crazy, man. Come on. When, when his fucking legs change because of the Force... Like, you know me, I love to say the Force did it. <laughs> I love that excuse. But even I was a little like, oh, come on, man. You can't just use the Force as any excuse to make anything happen. I I, I, I was, I was, I didn't care for that scene. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right. Well, besides that, we, I guess we had to have some reason of getting Darth yeah. Maul back. So it's it ends to a, a means to an end, my friend. Why couldn't he have just started with normal legs? <laughs> yeah, where did he get the spider legs? They don't. They, he just he's there with spider legs. I don't know how he got. Yeah, the he looks legs. like the he looks like the bad gremlin from Gremlins too. He's like half spider from his waist down. It's a cool. It's a cool image though to see him crawling around the rock. You crawling. Crawling on the walls, and yeah. Because at first legs. it's like a shadow or something. We don't know what it is, and then he, like yeah. he creeps up right on the screen. And you see his face, uh, and I think Sam Witwer does a really good job at voicing Maul. He does it again in Rebels. He's got a great voice uh, for it. Originally in the movie, it was uh, it was not the voice of Ray Park. Ray Park yeah. has a very high uh, has a very high voice and everything. So they replaced it with uh, Peter Serafinowicz. Mm. A British uh, comedian who's hilarious and a great voice actor and a great chameleon. This guy can just change anything. Uh, you can see him in Shaun of the Dead and many other cool things. He's in the Tick. He's the he's the new Tick. Yeah. He's in the Spy with Lance McCarthy. He's in the TV show Spaced, which Travis will not watch, <laughs> even though I've been trying to get him to do it lately. He's like, I'm not, I can't. I don't get time. I'm watching Clone Wars. Well, now you can watch fucking space. It's yes, on YouTube. I yes. Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright Show. Go watch it, okay. the listener, if you haven't. I'm talking to listeners, not you. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your next favorite? Um, All right. Story uh, arc? Where are we on number three? This is number two. Oh. Now we can talk about the one I want you to put a put a pin on. Um, this is from season four, episodes seven through ten. This is what I call "Darkness on Umbara." This is where Anakin is supposed to lead the 501st Legion um, into battle. But General Krell comes in. He's a Jedi, supposedly. Um, he tells Anakin that uh, Palpatine requests his presence there and he shoots him off. So he takes Anakin's place. But he hates clones. Okay, yeah. He yeah. hates clones. This guy, I don't. It's explained at, towards the end of the story arc why he's acting like this because the whole time i'm thinking how is this guy a jedi because he is not acting like a jedi at all he's like he's got so much hate and anger in him he's he's kind of a dick yeah he's 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 an alien he's uh, if you remember the movie attack of the clones where fucking obi-wan goes to a 50s diner and like the chef comes out and he's got like the four arms he's that race yeah but he's he's like in better shape and so he's got four arms and he he wields is it two or four of those Darth Maul double-edged it was, lightsabers. I, I want to say it was two, but they're like they're big. They weren't like regular size. They're like larger. Yeah, yeah. Which is so cool. he's got the four arms and he's got two double-edged lightsabers. So imagine like four lightsabers. He's kind of like he's kind of like a General Grievous in a way. Yeah, you know he's got like so he wheels them and he's just like sending like hey these droids. Uh, he just sends wave after wave of clones, and they keep getting killed. Yeah, and they're like they're getting killed. Well, then send more clones. Like he he doesn't care at all. Right. Uh, he doesn't value the life of clones at all. And you think, okay, maybe it's it's just a means to an end, or he's just that type of general. You kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> he's a Jedi. But it becomes harder because yeah, because you're like he's a Jedi. Uh, and they keep referencing like his war record, like oh, he's one of the best Jedi around. He's he, he fought the battle of this and that and shit. He's good. He's good peoples. But there's this. I think it's in this episode. There's this scene where the the clones are fighting. It's in like it's in the it's at night. It's all foggy. There's very low visibility, and and you can barely even see your enemy. And they're fighting. And I, am I? Is it Rex who who finds one of the bodies? 
he like and he realizes like it's he takes the mask off and he realizes they're fighting other clones. I want to say yeah, I think it's one of the it's either Rex or Cody, but I think it's Rex. Yeah. Yeah, and then he takes his mask off, his helmet, and he runs. So, so the enemy he, he risks his life yeah. in this battle. He runs into the enemy with his face uncovered, so they can see that he's. And he's like, "Stop! Like we're fighting our own. We're fighting ourselves. That they're killing their own brothers." Oh, that's really, that is so fucked up. <laughs> that is one of the dark. Oh man, that's so. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> just it takes friendly fire to just a like whole new level. <laughs> Because and it, that is evil for that Jedi, and this is the Jedi doing this. Yeah, because it, it turns evil. out he was manipulating them to see, like they were. He was telling them that this enemy, but it was like it was the other squad of clones, the other facing them. So, but he was telling them he, they're the enemy. He was trying. He was basically trying to get them to kill kill them all out, kill themselves. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. This Jedi is a character. <laughs> oh god, yeah. But he felt what? what and, I, and I'm trying to remember what the the story was. Why he was acting like? Because he he says why his reasoning for that. Like he says he used to be part of the Jedi. Uh, I don't remember. It, yeah, but he's he found the flaws and they're thinking or some shit ever since this war started and blah 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 and he's seen the errors well, that are way. Doesn't he want to become a Sith? Like he's doing this th- as basically like an audition or I think something. So yeah, for something Dooku. like that. Like 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 Count Duke will see me doing this and he'll want me to join him or something. Like he literally, it's not even just that he's a bad Jedi, but he like he wants to be a Sith. Yeah, this guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, there's a whole other aspect of where he actually like imprisons one of the clones for disobeying orders or some shit. And then he's, he, he actually like orders them to, to kill like execution style, like line them up and like kill all these traitors that, that are in these ranks. Oh yeah. Kill. Yeah. He ordered. Yo, fuck. Yeah. Fuck this dude. <laughs> this guy, he's actually kind of one of the worst villains of the series. But the, if you think about but it, the, the, the storytelling of, the way they explained, like clones aren't just clones. These are they got they got thoughts and feelings, and you know they're not just you know nameless soldiers. Numbers. Yeah, they're not just numbers. They have emotions and shit. And when all when the other clone troopers like disobey the execution order, and you hear the gunshots going off, and then you just see they like, like they shot around them. They missed him on purpose. Yeah, dude, that was, yeah. Nobody, man. nobody wanted to be the one. Like I guess I all assume like let someone else kill him, but I'm I'm not gonna be the one to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that scene at the end of Man in the Iron Mask when all the soldiers are trying to shoot the Musketeers, but they all conveniently miss. Yeah, it's a, it's a good scene. Yeah, that whole it's, that's well, I have it number two ranked on my uh, my top ten uh, little story. Yeah, that's arc. a good one. Yeah, that's a that's a good story arc. Yeah. And I could be convinced that that is the best one actually, but my number one for right now. I was gonna say I'm curious now. That's a really good one. Uh, I I this is from uh, season five. Episodes fourteen through sixteen, I call it control for power. I don't know what, what else you'd call it, but Darth Maul and Savage they join forces with Death Watch, and they to amass a large army to take over Mandalore. And then once they have Mandalore taken over, Maul wants to keep going, but uh, Visla he's like, no, I got Mandalore, so we're gonna stop here. So Maul challenges him, kills him with his dark with his own dark saber, kills John Favreau. Yeah, yeah and then. Uh, at some point, uh, the Duchess, Satine, she gets captured uh, by him. Obi-Wan comes in. Oh, that's right. Um, the the Republic and the Jedi, they couldn't get involved because they've established early in this show that Mandalore is a neutral ter- neutral planet 
So because they're neutral, they're not on the side yeah, of the Republic. Obi Wan kind of goes rogue for once, yeah. For for Satine, yeah. Um, for love, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but by the time he gets there, like Darth uh, Maul, he just like picks up Satine, like choke, like choke holds her right in the air, and then just stabs her right in front of Obi Wan. Uh, I think with the dark saber too. Um, but uh, he's gonna kill Obi Wan, but he escapes, or he gets he gets uh, saved by the <laughs> other Death Watch people who didn't side with Darth Maul. Um, Wasn't like her sister one of them? Yeah, Satine was like she was the redhead chick. Uh, in, in uh, yeah, in, she's in Rebels too. Oh, is she? Oh, okay. Isn't she? I thought she was. Because I know in 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 Rebels they do go to Mandalore and they do discuss dark saber and. Uh, yeah, Sabine Wren has this. She gets the dark saber, and there's this whole clan Vizsla, and we. This story continues in Rebels, and we learn a lot more about Mandalore. I don't know if any of that is dressed in the Mandalorian show. I haven't watched it. Um, if they talk about the history of Mandalore and things like that, but. Um, well, that's a, a topic for another day, I'm sure. Um, do they though? You can tell me if they do or not. If they mention, like, yeah, they do. They yeah, they bring up the history and uh, bits. Oh, really? And, bits and pieces Shit. of it. Bits and pieces of it. So <sighs> maybe I should finally watch Mandalore. You should. I'm surprised you haven't. I can't believe that you're telling me to watch Spaced, but you would need to watch Mandalorian. Goddammit. it! It's Star well, Wars. Spaced is a, because Space is available on YouTube and Mandalorian is only available on Disney Plus, which <laughs> I do not have. So come on, give me. A, a, it's not like I can just pull it up on my phone. All right, maybe I'll give you a password or something. Anyway, all right, so... Uh, Ooh, you heard it here. <laughs> um, the, I thought one of the better parts of this was towards the end of this, Palpatine, he's sensing oh, Darth Maul, like, yeah. all the way from um, Coruscant. His old apprentice. He senses him coming into power. From he's Phantom like, Menace. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, get me, my, get me my space shuttle. And so he goes there. And he fights Maul and Savage. He actually kills Savage in front of Darth Maul, and then, but then, and then defeats Maul. And Maul's he wipes like, the floor with him, man. Let's yeah. let's be honest, man. He fucking just whoops. He he pulls her pants down and spanks them. Yeah, and I, <laughs> he kicks their ass. And I gotta say, uh, at some point in season five, I, I really noticed it in this one, but in season five, the the animation for lightsaber attacks. Dude, they, they like stepped up their game, and it got looks like really wild with their the way they they move around the lightsabers, the way they animate the lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like pretty bad. This, this is also Tim Curry Palpatine at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my my only thing I don't like about this is the very end where it says I have other uses for you because Darth Maul is like, oh, beg, I beg for mercy. He's like begging yeah. for mercy and shit. Um, and then he says, I have other uses for you, and that's how the story ends. For all, for until we see Darth Maul in, in Rebels, uh, way back, you know, maybe they'll well, actually in, until we see Darth Maul in Solo, is I think oh. the next time we see. Uh. So what was this use he had for him? You know, I know, yeah, he never sort of yeah. explain, yeah. But I think t- timeline wise, I think the next time we see Maul technically is in Solo. Timeline wise, yeah, because Solo's before, yeah, that'd be before. Uh. But then again, that doesn't make so any sense. So now he's he's now he's running a black sun or red sun. What's what's the crime? He's he's now become like a mob boss, I guess. But that is what make, he's doing. That wouldn't make solo. any sense though, because when we see him in Rebels, he's well. I mean, I guess it could make sense because Rebels. Well, I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they. The writers for Solo had planned like this idea. Oh, we'll do another Solo origin, and it'll be its own little tangent uh, uh, franchise. 
but nobody fucking likes Solo, so it just ended. So we're like, what the fuck? I guess he's he's a crime boss yeah. who likes to spark his lightsaber when he's Skyping because he thinks it's intimidating. But we never really found out what happened there. <laughs> it kind of went nowhere. But, so now it's like this weird blip in his timeline that we don't that will probably never get explained unless somebody literally writes a book or a comic or something to explain what happened. And that's the, just to fill in that gap. And that's the biggest issue with the current era of star Wars movies, whether it's in a tr- the trilogy or the offshoot movies, it's like nobody, nobody, none of the writers or producers acknowledge <laughs> the, the animated series. Right. I, uh, I don't think, I don't know if that's entirely true. Uh, didn't we see the ghost pop up okay. here and there in, in, in the movies? Okay. Some, okay, well, little okay. Some, some CGI animator dude. He's like, he's looking around. I'm going to put this in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking animate the ghost. My boss doesn't even know what the fuck it'll be. Yeah, He'll just think it's a ship. Yeah, he's just a, it's another ship, you know. That's the, that's, yeah, that's okay. the animators. Um, that's the animators uh, going to business for themselves. That's not the producers saying, hey, put this ship in there. Put the ghost in there. They don't know what the ghost is. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah, you're right. What's what's the Sith homeworld planet? Exegol or what's the other name oh, for it? Or Moraban. Yeah. More, yeah, what the fuck? Oh, God. Yeah, fuck, you already had a synth homeworld. Just call it Morban. Why do you call it, gotta call it Exegol? Rhymes with Fuckers. testicle. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, t- that move was was just detestable. Despicable, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's my number one, the control for power. Uh, just uh, the, the build-up, that whole, that whole that, there's three or four episodes uh, in the, the way it kind of, uh, culminated with that big, that big final battle scene. Uh, really good, really well done. That's a good one. It, but it wasn't like uh, Satine's sister, the redhead with with the with the floppy hair on yeah. the sides. Isn't she the one that Sabine gave the dark saber to eventually to become the leader of Mandalore in Rebels? Or am I just imagining? Uh, was that a dream? I had? that's the you know after this, I I watched some episodes of Rebels just to, to follow up. Now that I've seen Clone Wars. That episode you're talking about, it's in season three of Rebels. I really can't remember the specifics of that one, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, they do. They have the dark saber. That is a thing in Rebels. And they give it to Sabine. To, she tries to wield it, and but then she gives it off to somebody else. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting take for Rebels. They didn't make Sabine the hero. They made her just like, like, like it was like Olympic torch. And she carried it for a little while yeah. until she handed it off to someone, someone better. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, and then it was this other Mandalorian who was like a bad guy who became good, voiced by Kevin McKidd, mm-hmm. who uh, trains body and a lot of other cool shit. And uh, and I love where, um, what's his name? Freddie Prinze's character, Jedi. What's his name? Kanan Jarrus. He's training her in the ways of a lightsaber, but she's not a Jedi, right. you know, but he's, he's training her anyway. And then the Mandalorian dude gives her like all these little weapons and tricks because Mandalorians, you know, there are, their weapons are almost designed against Jedi and shit. And he gives her like a, a pitches of power or whatever, that little rope that shoots and stuff. Um, that was cool. Well, now we're just talking about rebel. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> let me, let me ask you this kind of, not, not really on top, but uh, what, what do you think about the dark saber? Do you like it? Do you think it's a cool concept? I well, I mean, logistically, like, why has it got to be different from from the thousands and thousands of lightsabers that have ever existed? Like, uh, 
Like, why does it look black? Why does it look like thin? What the, the mechanics of it don't make any sense. Oh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. But the idea that there's this weapon—it's like Excalibur for Mandalorians, basically. You know, it's like this. Oh, if you can wield it, you're going to be our leader, kind of a thing. Yeah. I I get the the metaphor and the myth, and I like that. It's just. I've been told many times I overthink things, so no, now I'm overthinking no. like how does it actually exist? <laughs> but the metaphor and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I dig it. Okay. I think it's cool that Mandalorians because they're so independent. The fact that one Mandalorian became a Jedi, of course, they would sort of set it aside and be like, "Oh, uh, I dug it. I dug it." Then all I'm gonna say is, watch the Mandalorian. Oh fuck you. That was a trap. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, well, give me your Disney Plus code, code bitch. <laughs> you know, the one thing that got me no, about Dark uh, Saber is why is it? Like, it's a saber. So why doesn't the Jedis have it? That's the one thing that always got me. Like, why do the Mandalorians have a saber? It, you would think it would go with, like, the Jedi, right? Because the Jedi are the ones with the sa- all the lightsabers. But I don't know. It just seems like a weird weapon. That's of- what I'm saying, because Mandalorians are they do their own thing. They're 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 own they're neutral, like we said in this show. They're considered neutral, they're they're independent, they don't follow anybody's rules. Um and that's kinda of, that's kinda of what's cool about Mandalorians. Yeah. Um and, and plus their armor looks really cool. But <laughs> But they have no peripheral vision. I I mean you can't see uh, to the left and to the right, you know, they're like they're, they're, help, they're like Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd has no peripheral vision. Mandalorians don't either. Uh, how can you see anything? I can't argue with that. Get to protect your, you know, protect your head from a laser blast, but at what cost? You'll never see it coming. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, the guy's like literally to your. He's nine degrees to your right. You don't see him. Um, Anyways, okay, so Mandalorian, Pre Vizsla. That that was my my takeaway, my top ten favorite uh, okay. story arcs. Do you have anything that it, we didn't cover already? Not not total story. Like I said, I haven't been to the show in years, but there's like moments and scenes that I remember. You know what? One I really really like. I, I don't remember the context of it too well. But there was a couple of clone troopers, and they're on this planet, and they find this little orphaned or she's this twilight yeah. child her name is like numa she's green she's got the things and you know they don't speak in, they don't speak her language but eventually you know she, she begins to trust them and, and care for them and all that kind of stuff and you know they they pick up her little teddy bear thing and, and they get her to safety that character does come back in rebels she's an adult now She's oh, hanging okay. out with, uh, yeah, uh, with it, when we introduce uh, Chan Syndulla, who gets introduced in Clone Wars, Hera Syndulla's father, hmm. he's like a rebel leader of his race on the planet of, I forget the, the, the planet the Twi'leks come from, but Chan Syndulla, he's like a rebel leader, and then when we meet him in Rebels, his like number two is a grown-up Numa, and she wears like this shoulder plate that looks a lot like uh, one of the clone troopers i forget which one his name who sort of rescued her as a child so it's a nice callback to clone wars uh that she remembers that these clones helped her when she was a little kid and uh and it's really cool and it shows like like they're saying like this is not our mission you know we have to we have a mission and but she's a little kid you know It, it shows that they're still humans and they they'll go off mission to do the right thing they they have their own they're not droids right they have their own autonomy and they'll make decisions 
on base because they have their own ethics and they're yeah yeah this show did such a great job with humanizing clones that was actually uh through se- it was season one episodes 19 through 21 that was uh i call it the, the battle of ryloth that's the name of the planet ryloth uh ryloth ryloth fuck yeah, yeah. uh but that but that true that clone trooper and yeah like i can't remember what his name was but he actually ends up getting killed later on later in one of the later seasons and he had some <laughs> kind, he had something on his on his armor that referenced that little girl oh, um, oh he had the little numa oh that was her name oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah um but yeah i uh there's some other uh, decent storylines that I like. That was one of them. The ba- I call it the Battle of Ryloth. But um, there's also a two-parter from season one, um, where Ahsoka and Padme they get infected with the Blue Shadow virus, and uh, Anakin's got to save them, uh, which is kind of neat because Ahsoka and Padme teaming up, uh, trying to get out of this little state, this lab they're in. I remember. Let me ask you something. Hmm. Did you ever get the vibe or the set, or do you think Ahsoka? knew about Anakin and Padme. By knew, I mean that they were fucking. They, um, <laughs> I think there was a, there was In case one you ep- didn't catch my trip. Yes, yes, I got your subtle uh, message. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was one episode where they're all in the room and Padme says something to Anakin, they walk away and then uh, Ahsoka asks a question like, why? How does he? Uh, how does she know about that or something? To where it was alluded that she's at least trying to f- connect the dots, but I don't think she knew everything. I think she knew there was something I, going on. I, yeah, I I never got the vibe that she did. I don't remember the scene you're talking about, uh, which I always it always bugged me that I, I always thought it would have been cool had she been in on it. Yeah, it would have shown like a, some you know a, a, a trust between her and Anakin that that you know she's in on the secret things like that. You know what? Actually, actually, there's this. Um, you remember the? You know those cartoons are like two minutes long. Forces of Destiny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. They're, they're on YouTube. They're really fun. Yeah. I, well, see, like I know two minute so, cartoons. Yeah. They take place over the entire saga from the original trilogy to the new ones. Right. Ray is in them all. Of them. Anyways, there's this one where I think Anakin introduces Ahsoka to Padme. And they're on a ship, and they get attacked, and 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 there's like a missile hitting them, and Anakin leaves the pilot seat to go like cover Ahsoka, um, cover Padme from damage, and then Ahsoka takes up the reins, but she sees through the smoke what Anakin does to protect her, and then they land, and then um, a, a Padme is like, "You and Anakin make a good team," and Ahsoka says, uh, "I could say the same thing about you," and she kind of <laughs> lingers on Padme, yeah. and Padme looks at her. And then smiles and goes, thank you, Ahsoka. So it, those little forces of Destiny cartoon kind of implied that Ahsoka knew it from day one. Mm. Uh, which I don't know if the show ever said that. Again, maybe maybe Force of Destiny is trying to retcon it. I, I don't know. Uh, are those Force of Destiny even canon? I, I, I don't even know. But I, I mean, Lucas, everything that comes out after Disney acquired Lucasfilm is under one umbrella. So everything that comes out since then is considered canon. So yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. The thing with the forces of destiny, I didn't even pick up on this until I was, cause they're all on uh, Disney plus And I was, I was reading, you could flip over and you see like the details of the, 
description of the series. And it's actually like two seasons. There's like what ten episodes in each one, but it's all all every episode is all about the women of the Star Wars universe. So like every episode focuses on a particular female of the universe. All of them have a woman in it, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never even caught that. <laughs> I didn't either until I, I saw the description. I was like, oh, yeah, they all are. Uh, they're all focused. Whether it's... Oh, my God. You know what? That's great, though. I mean, it. It. it I just I just thought they were cool stories. I didn't stop and notice they were all about women. Wow, that shows that I'm uh, very uh, gender blind, and I just see great stories, and I don't even care. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of an awesome person. When you think about it, <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of uh, Have you ever heard of Galaxy of Adventures? Well, hold on, I'm not done talking about how awesome I am. Oh my god! Because uh, what? No, sorry, <laughs> Galaxy of Adventures. What is that? Uh, that's another series of animated shorts uh, that are on YouTube, but they're they they're like anime style, but they take scenes from the trilogies and they just or actually the original trilogy, and they just animate them and they use the voiceovers like the actual audio voice acting from the scenes so you'll have like the scene from empire strikes back with uh luke versus vader and it's like their voices like mark hamill and like the actual audio of their voices but it's animated mm-hmm. so it's actually pretty neat um just what's it called galaxy of adventure galaxy of adventures galaxy of adventure no i haven't never even heard yeah of just check galaxy. it out yeah, yeah just go on youtube and search for that and there's 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 a few, quite a few episodes of it, but they're shorts. They're like just a couple minutes long, so it's not like you know a big thing. But uh, anyway, we just mentioned Force of Destiny. I figured I'd throw out the Galaxy Adventures too. So yeah, there's there's quite a few Force of Destinies that take place during the Clone War episodes. Um, like I said, with with Anakin and, and Padme and Ahsoka, there's this one where like Ahsoka is teaching Padme how to like fly a ship tactically and shit like that. And, of course, they get attacked, and Padme rises to the challenge and shoots down the bad guy. These are, like, two and a half, two, two and a half minute cartoons. Yeah. Uh, but they're, re- they're really fun. Yeah. If, if, any, any Star Wars fan would love them, I think. Yeah, because it's and just, like, they, yeah, all the different characters that you yeah. see. So uh, it kind of goes all over the place. And it's fun to see a, a 3D animated character drawn in, in old school 2D animation. For mm. me, I, th- I think it's fun. Yeah, different style. To see them in a different medium. In different medium, yeah. yeah. I get a kick out of it. And they get a lot of the uh, old voice actors. And they even get, like, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Like, even, they even get them to voice the characters. They even get... There's this one where it takes place, like, right after the Battle of Endor. And, and they sort of fill up a plot hole. You're like, why did the Ewoks have all these tree trunks hanging on ropes, ready to go? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And it turns out there's, like, this giant Bigfoot type creature that wanders the woods that is like a natural enemy. So they have the oh. for that to take out that. And then Luke and Leia start fighting it. And and Luke's like like you you get the you cut the ropes and I'll I'll hold it off. And he does his Jedi shit and, and Leia has like a spear and she's trying to cut the rope. And then Luke like tosses her his lightsaber and she's like better than a spear. And we get to see Leia like <laughs> cut the rope with a lightsaber and then 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 the log like knocks over the Bigfoot things like that. Hmm. So again, filling up a little bitty plot hole. Why the fuck did? How the hell did Ewoks get like thirty logs <laughs> cut and shaved, and and they had them in there, and they were like Swiss Family Robinson style, you know, bolted to, to take out the ATSCs. Turns out they were already there because they have like this natural predator. In there. So so yeah, those Force of Destiny cartoons are kind of fun. 
And Mark Hamill does the voice of Luke. It's an old Mark Hamill, but who gives a fuck? It's Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mark Hamill voicing Luke in Return of the Jedi era stunts. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, speaking of Mark Hamill, he does a voice in Clone Wars. He's uh, Darth Bane. In the, in the really yeah in that one where Yoda is going on that vision quest shit, um, he sees like a captured Darth. He's he, no first he sees a vision of Darth Bane, and he's trying to, um, trying to thwart uh, Yoda from going through whatever. And it's it's Mark Hamill doing the voice of Darth Darth Bane. But then after that we see we see what uh, Sifo Dyas looks like, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, I've always heard this name. Yeah. I never seen him until until Clone Wars. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, for the longest time, I thought Sifo Dyas was like an alias of Dooku's. I thought Dooku ordered it under the name Sifo Dyas, and that was the name he wrote on like the bill of lading when he put in an order for these clones. But I thought it was Count Dooku all along, or Darth Sidious, or whatever. The f- well, it huh? was. That's what they said in the in Clone Wars. They established that. Well, Sifo Dyas was a person, but. Dooku killed him and took his, it's took his identity for. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know he. I didn't, well, the whole time I didn't think it was an actual person. I thought it was just a fake. Oh, name okay. I got you. Up, I got you. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anything else that I think we covered pretty much everything about uh, Clone Wars. Uh, I know uh, season seven just kicked off, so I, I don't know how many episodes are in it. Probably 10, 13, something like that. But um, are they doing uh, a week to week drop? Yeah. They didn't drop all of them, right? Yeah. Okay, shit. Uh, so now, now I'm left with a conundrum. Do I buy Disney Plus right now and do it week to week, or do I wait for it to end and then buy Disney Plus and just binge it? Because that's how I'm used to viewing shows now, by binging. Mm. Week to week, that's for the birds. <laughs> Who does week to week anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. And I'll save... It gives you something to look um, forward to. Bucks. <laughs> it's like six bucks. Yeah. yeah, I know. So I'll save like what? I'll save twelve bucks and do it in two months. But then, I, but then it means I gotta fucking avoid the internet because the internet is dark and full of spoilers. So maybe I should do it. You know, what? it might be a fun uh, experiment. Be like, uh, I imagine I'm living in the '90s and I have to watch a show every week, like I used to back in the day. Yeah, when they come out, just record on VHS. You'll be fine. So. uh Oh, <laughs> eh, maybe I will get the Disney Plus. All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, see if they have like a trial or something you can sign up for or something. I don't know. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's pretty much it for. Uh, <laughs> by the way, six bucks is nothing. I, I I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm worried. Like the listeners are thinking, but I'm not a tightwad. If that's what you're thinking, money is no object to me. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I, I I don't know I, I got nothing more to add off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, kind of bummed that I, I waited this long to watch it. I mean, twelve years, shit, it's a long time. But uh, like I said, you're just sitting there, I, man. I had I had my reasons, man. I had my, actually, you know what? Um, there were bad reasons. About okay, about four or five years ago, whatever it was that uh, when Netflix picked it up, I was actually intending to watch it. When it, when they got it, but I started with the movie, and the movie was the Clone Wars movie, and that was kind of eh. the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. yeah, it's actually called the Clone Wars, same same title, so it's easily get confused. And that's ideally how you should start because it is the introduction of Ahsoka, and they yeah. have to 
like little baby Jabba Zero the Hut or and baby Jabba what's the name Stinky and shit like that. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It's not a great start. Uh, and I can I can tell a lot of people probably oh well fuck the show if it's as good as this. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, yeah. Power through, get through that movie, start the show. By the end of it, you'll be glad you did. I wholeheartedly recommend this for any Star Wars fan. If you're listening to this, you're probably a Star Wars fan. You probably have already seen the show, yeah, right. unless you're a weirdo like Travis yeah. who just never saw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I don't. I think it goes without saying. I definitely recommend this series too, if only for it's a more just to follow what you said earlier. It's a more mature uh, series, animated series set in the Star Wars universe, and they don't they don't hesitate. You get deaths. You get, um, you get emotional stories. You get all, you know, deep storytelling for sure, um, and not a whole lot of fluff in between. There's not a whole lot of downtime except when you have one or two of these stories that, like, with the droids or or, or Jar Jar or something. But you can just pass those up. It's because it's an anthology series more or less. So if you don't like that story arc, yeah. just pass it up and go to the next one. And uh, that's it, man. It's such a good series. Oh God. <sighs> Glad to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> and now, actually, now that I went... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Big question, though. Mm. Rebels, Clone Wars. <laughs> which is better? I, you just... you just, steal my thunder now. Because now, after I watched that, I went back and watched some of these episodes of Rebels. I don't like Rebels as much. <laughs> like, the, oh. the, the, the... Just the... The animation is, is weaker on Rebels. Um... It's a little bit softer. Oh, really? It's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit softer. The characters look kind of not as sharp. I don't. I don't think. And uh, Ezra. I mean, I think Rebels is better animation because it's just it's technically you know it's several years later. Technology is advanced, mm. so I think it's better. I just like the, I just aspect. like the Christmas Christmas the crispness of Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas episode. Yes, yeah, this Christmas special. Oh. The sharpness of the animation. The holiday special, yes. Life Day, all that stuff. Mm-mm. Oh. You know what you know what turned me off of Mandalorian is they reference Life Day in the pilot and I was like, Oh God, no. It's I'm not watching it's this show. One, it's one little line. <laughs> it's one line. It does not gonna it doesn't affect anything else. Uh. Okay. <laughs> it acknowledged holiday special. Fuck that show. <laughs> I think was it uh Dave Filoni or John Favreau? One of them said they wanted to do another holiday special. <laughs> maybe to write that wrong. Maybe to maybe to correct that course, uh write that wrong that they tried to do before. Maybe. You can never correct that. You can never write it. You can you know that that is will forever be a black eye in Star Wars. <laughs> From now, a hundred years from now, that'll be the biggest black eye Look, Star Wars like, probably has. Okay, so Marvel has the Inhumans, Star Wars has the Holiday Special. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, the Inhumans. We don't talk about that. Yeah. But <laughs> Inhumans, aren't they doing a new? Uh... No, wait, that's something. Never mind. We're talking. I'm not going to get on a Marvel kick. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it... yeah, uh, Clone Wars, two thumbs up. Fine holiday fun fun for the whole family <laughs> until Check it until out. they start killing people yeah until you start crying over fucking fucking 99 man that was and fives like five starts like conspiracy theory like i'm telling you i'm not crazy oh, yeah. there's a chip and, and then they kill fives and i'm like no <laughs> i like fives yeah man and they and and, and waxer and cut up and heavy and i love that they all give themselves nicknames and there's even this 
I don't even know if it's in Rebels or, or this one, but they say, like, we don't go by our designation numbers. That's like, that's like almost a, a racist. Or, it's almost rude to refer to us by our numbers. Like, we have names. We're our own people. That was... I th- I think that was referenced in the the General Krell storyline because General Krell kept calling them by their numbers. Yeah, and, and, and like no, we, and like, Rex, we have names. Rex like, stood like, up for like Boyle and and Re- yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they had one of the best things about this show, other than giving us Ahsoka, was was what they did with the clones and made them real people and real characters. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. Two thumbs up for Clone Wars. Yeah. And yeah, I do like it more than Rebels. <laughs> Rebels had Rebels. I don't dislike Rebels, but if I had to pick one show of the other, I'm, I'm giving it to Clone Wars. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Rebels a lot too. I like how, it, how it's, it's a little closer to the original saga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I like, you know, Leia shows up and shit like that. And I like that it's. It's about like a core group of it's kind of like Firefly, you know. Mm. They're like a, a a a ship. It's a family. They're like pirates and stuff. They're kind of like the crew of the Firefly. And there's aspects of, of Rebels is a great show too. But yeah, but but uh, it is more kid friendly. Mm-hmm. It is softer, fluffier, uh, whatever you you said. Uh, but Clone Wars, it's it's raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's much more raw and mature, yeah. It's like an exposed nerve, yeah. Just going going back to that Geonosis storyline, man. It's like you even have like behind the sh- behind the shoulder camera view where it's like shaky cam where they're all ru- like like they're they're in cover, it's saving Private Ryan, yeah. And then they get up and they start <laughs> running towards the enemy, yeah. It's like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty crazy shit, man. But uh, anyway. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Clone Wars. So I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. Tell us what you think of Clone Wars. Do you have a favorite story arc, favorite episode? Do you prefer it over Rebels? Uh, what do you want to see in this new season of uh, Clone Wars? So what do you think of Ahsoka? So uh, let us know. Follow us on uh, social media at facebook.com slash popculturerewind. And uh, I think that's going to do it. So until next time, always remember to... Pop your culture. May the force be with you. Always.
There you go. That's how you do it. That's how you do an episode. Good, right? Yeah. <laughs> last sec. Last last minute thought. It was just like, boom. That's how you end it, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. So, spaced. Yes, I'll start watching spaced. <laughs> <laughs>